freedom, man. That's what it's all about. You've got to groove on freedom, like the good book says. listening to what on earth is happening this show will discuss the topics of human consciousness mind control natural law the occult and all issues that affect the freedom of the people of earth what on earth is happening will endeavor to shine light upon the darkness of our world and to offer empowering solutions to the problems we face as humanity approaches its critical moment of choice. And now, here is your host, Mark Passio. Welcome one and all, you're listening to What on Earth is Happening right here on Republic Broadcasting. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. The network's website, republicbroadcasting.org. Today is Saturday, February 28th, 2015. This show is live every Saturday evening from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern Time. That's 9 p.m. to midnight central time. We have a good show lined up for you here today. I'm going to be um, I'm going to kind of give some final thoughts on the topic that I've been covering over the last many weeks about the neo-feminism agenda, and uh, I'm uh, also going to uh, be taking your calls a little bit later in the show. Um, I want to get kind of your whole take on you know. The topics that I covered during that uh, segment, you know, during that series, I guess you could say, and, uh, you know, see if people have any comments or questions or concerns that they want to pose and anything else that you want to bring up regarding that topic or really anything else that you want to talk about. But, uh, you know, if I could get some comments and questions and concerns about the recent material that I've been covering, I'd kind of like to go in that direction. So um, the toll-free number to join us is 800-313-9443. Once again, the toll-free number to join us here on What on Earth is Happening, 800-313-9443. I am uh, also going to be bringing uh, Bob Tuscan onto the show briefly to talk about the Free Your Mind Conference. The Free Your Mind 3 Conference is coming up April 10th, 11th, and 12th. 2015. It's racing toward us. It's coming up in uh, really just over a month. It's going to be taking place just out of, outside of Philadelphia this year in Langhorne, Pennsylvania at the Sheraton Bucks County Hotel at 400 North Oxford Valley Road in Langhorne, Pennsylvania. The speakers booked for the Free Your Mind 3 conference, Bob Tuscan, Clint Richardson, Curtis, the Illuminated One Davis, Dennis McKenna, Derek Bros, Ed Fortune, the New Jersey Weed Man, Freighter X, Freeman, Fritz Springmeyer, Jay Parker, Janice Barcello, John Bush, 
John Vibes, Josie the Outlaw Wales, Laura Eisenhower, Lennon Honor, Luke Rudkowski, Mark Devlin, myself Mark Passio, Stuart Swerdlow, and the Anti-Media Panel. There will also be a panel discussion group, and there will be an open mic night at the end of each night. Um, an all-weekend pass for the Free Your Mind 3 conference, only $150. Uh, you can use coupon code PASIO for $15 off your purchase of any tickets of $100 or more. And that offer ends this evening. Uh, do we have Bob Tuscan on the line with us? Uh, Bob, are you with us? Yo, Mark. What's going on, dude? Hey, Bob. Bob's uh, been really uh, the main organizer, along with John Vibes, of the uh, Free Your Mind conference this year. And uh, these guys have just been doing a phenomenal uh, job uh, getting the conference together, uh, organizing everything, uh, booking it at a great venue, and uh, booking an all-star lineup of speakers. Bob, I want you to uh, tell the listening audience anything else that you want them to know about Free Your Mind, and uh, you know, the floor is yours. Yeah, Mark, I appreciate it. We are trying to bring awareness to this amazing event that has really taken things to the next level. Uh, in the last few years, we've been doing this. We've found that being at an event like this is really something special. We can all watch these videos online. We can learn about this information through reading books. But when you're there in person at these events sharing and learning and building community there's something that is really really awesome about that uh, and I just can't begin to say enough Mark the promo codes that we've been doing this year yes it's gimmicky it's commercial but it's geared to try to get people to buy in advance uh, we need we need help with the financial stuff, man. It, the Federal Reserve notes make these conferences happen. The information and the people at the end of the day are what make it happen. But ultimately, we have to fly people in. We got to pay for the venue. Da 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 da. So these little promo codes like uh, Passio, which ends tonight, this is to try to encourage you to just go ahead and get that ticket. Get that ticket now, please. Help us out. We have a lot going uh, for this event. We have a lot on it. It's a lot of people are depending on your help to get this information out there. And uh, again, as Mark said, tonight will be the last night for the promo code PASIO. It's the end of the month. We've been running it all month. If you go to freermindconference.com and you enter coupon code PASIO, you'll save $15 on your all-weekend pass to the conference. And I urge you to take us up on that. Uh, it's not going to get any cheaper. We're not going to raise the price from the 150 that it's at, Mark. I've decided to keep it at that price uh, to try to continue to make it affordable. And also, Mark, I, I want to point out that we have been really, really careful not to turn anyone away. So if somebody sure. out there is listening right now and you just absolutely can't afford the 150 but yet you're local – contact me you know we'll make it happen we want to get as many people in there as possible obviously if we sell out we, we only have limited limited seating but obviously if we sell out we're gonna have to you know turn people away um, but if you want if you want to come we'll work something out whether we get a student rate for you whether we figure out something I don't really care ultimately if we could make this conference free we would 
we really would. Um, so I just want to make that clear to anybody listening who's on the fence who might not have all of the money there. You know, Mark, I had a guy contact me, and he's making payments on the ticket. <laughs> he's, he's paying a little bit every Amazing. every so often j- just to come to the conference. And and I appreciate that. And, and anybody who said, hey, I absolutely can't afford this, we haven't turned anyone away. Um, so that being said, I don't want to deter people from right. spending the full amount on, on the ticket. But at the same time, I just want to make it clear that this isn't an infomercial. This isn't yes. a revenue generator. This is organically happening for for a reason. That's right. Uh, and and I, I I think that's that's straight up, man. I I can't. I'm not going to bend, you know, and get all salesy with this and do all that BS. I'm going to tell it like it is, like we always do, Mark. It's just down to earth people you know, putting on this event. It's down-to-earth speakers who really want to see the world change for the better that are being part of this event. And, uh, you know, you as an organizer and your organizational crew is willing to work with the people, you know, to to make this be as great of an event as it can be. And, you know, I think the last two were testimonials to the hard work of the organizing staff and, uh, and the, the speakers uh, that were all-star speakers that were a part of it. And I think this year is going to not only be no exception to that, I think it's going to probably be even be- bigger and better. Uh, tell people a little bit about the, the, the venue as uh, you, you guys got I mean, this is a real step up from the former venues, and uh, it's going to be uh, held in, the, in a bigger location, and it's, gonna, it's kind of an upscale location. Yeah, it's an upscale location that, you know, it's – it's not that it's upscale, Mark. You know, the vanity of it all is not important to us. It's that it's going to be comfortable for this space, right. this meeting space that we right. find to be so important. And it's going to fit up to 600 people. And we're hoping to get that many people in the door. So it's at the Sheridan Bucks County, just outside of Philadelphia. It's a convenient location for most people in the Northeast. You can get there. It's right off 95. It, it's no hassle. You can stay at the hotel if you like, which makes it real convenient. And we do have a block rate for anybody attending the conference. Be this, sure. This is uh, the first time the Free Your Mind conference has been held in uh, a hotel. And so it's the first time that, you know, people can actually stay at the uh, venue itself, at the actual location of the conference, which makes it very convenient. I think it's not only going to make it convenient, but I think that's also going to make it to be even more of a a community, if you will. There's going to be more camaraderie because when you room with people and, you know, people will be staying at the same place, conversations will be started, friendships will be made. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I think it's going to be really cool in, in that regard, just the camaraderie yeah. of it all. I but, agree. Um, ultimately, you know, I, I really do suggest that if you can stay at the Sheridan Bucks County where the event will be, uh, let them know that you're going to be at the Free Your Mind conference so that they can give you the discount uh, on your hotel room there. They, they have a Free Your Mind conference discount. We have the phone number up at freeyourmindconference.com. But if that hotel's full, which it, it seem, it's seeming like it may be full, which is awesome, there's tons of other hotels in the area. There's tons of restaurants in the area and all that fun stuff. In fact, I, I'm going to be up there next week to check it out for the first time. Uh, we had a lot of people go and, and check it out for me and, and kind of scope it out. But I, I have to get up there and, and start getting ready here because 
in a blink of an eye, Mark, this conference is going to be here. It's right around the corner, and that's why we really need to, to promote it. Listen, if you can't come and you want to just help out, promote the link. You know, Share it on Facebook. Share it on – I know we hate Facebook, but sh- use these platforms for some good. Use these platforms to get the word out. Share the videos. Tell people about it. Word of mouth. Email your email list. Um, I I mean, the list of things that you can do to help make this as great as it possibly can be is endless. And and I want you to to kind of fill in the blanks. And if anybody wants to reach out to us, you have any questions or concerns, info at thefreeyourmindconference.com. So actually, it's info at freeyourmindconference.com. No, the info at freeyourmindconference.com. And Mark, I know you're hard at work with your talk uh, this year, right? Absolutely. I'm going to be giving a talk called The Cult of Ultimate Evil, Order Followers, and the Destruction of the Sacred Feminine. And it is going to really be a uh, hardcore expose of what order following is all about, how it's really a religious belief system, and it constitutes the members of uh, the order followers worldwide really constitute a worldwide cult that's uh, putting the world into bondage and slavery. And uh, until they decide to quit that um, position, to quit that uh, you know, form of action in their lives and not go along with this control system of its demands upon them. Nothing is going to change. And so uh, these are the people who I think we ultimately need to, to reach in the long term. And that's what my uh, presentation is going to be kind of geared to, uh, to speaking to. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, I gave a little bit of a, a sample of my talk on Freeman's show the other night, Mark, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to be giving a talk on scarcity-based mind control, and of course the Excellent solution. Topic, definitely. Found in abundance. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a, a pretty important talk. Um, I'm looking forward to fleshing out some ideas that I, I think are, are solution-oriented. You know, sure. we have to look at the root of of the manipulation, but at the same time, figure out what solutions we can utilize to get us out of the paradigm that we're in. So I, I, I hope to offer both an informative topic that takes on the, the heart of the mind control, you know, the, the essence of mind control, in my opinion, and also take a closer look at how do we break beyond that? How do we free our minds? There you go. You know, it's, it's largely this whole conference, the tagline for it is a conference on consciousness, mind control, and the occult. You know, it's a conference about learning who we really, truly are. That's the consciousness side of it. You know, this is about the true nature of reality, the true nature of the the human being. You know, who who we really deeply are inside, and how we're all one. Insofar as that we're all in the same situation together here on Earth regarding human freedom, and you know, then there's the mind control part of it. That's you know, making people be exposed to and aware of the problem. You know, it's the whistleblower aspect of it. You're going to come out, you know, with uh, all these different methodologies that are being used against us to, to keep us down and suppressed and keep the population in ignorance. And then there's, you know, the part of it that looks at the occult, you know, how there's this kind of breakaway, 
you know, civilization of quote-unquote elites that, you know, is basically trying to wage a eugenics operation against the public. And these are the uh, the occult orders. You know, these are the, the mystery traditions of old that went rogue and took that knowledge and secreted it away, hit, hid it, you know, and are using it as a, a power advantage over the people who remain ignorant of that information called the occult, the knowledge of, you know, both... Uh, the human psyche and how it works and how it may be manipulated or steered and the knowledge of natural law, the knowledge of the physical sciences and the the uh, uh, spiritual sciences, if you will, you know, the, the laws that govern the consequences of behavior, of behavioral choice. So all of these types of things will be discussed at the Free Your Mind Conference. You'll see a wide variety of speakers from all different backgrounds and they'll be talking on a, a vast array of topics. This isn't like a conference that is kind of limited to one you know, specific narrow-minded focus or scope. It's a very wide range of topics and it's, a, a, it's, it's kind of designed to just open people's minds up to the possibilities sure. that are out there and let them make up their own mind. Uh, you know, do you want to say something regarding that? No, I mean, I just want to reiterate that it truly is an eclectic group of speakers, and obviously there are overlapping themes amongst sure. all the different talks, but it really is a, a look at something from from several perspectives. This year, we're having Dennis McKenna join us, uh, who's going to offer some interesting insight on infusions, and, and he, he and I were chatting the other day, and he's he's got some really powerful stuff that we, we need to look at uh, that... Sure hasn't really been brought forth in, in a conference yet. Um, so there, there's a lot of original thoughts. Uh, we just had Ross Ben. I don't know if you saw that. I did not, um, so Mark. that's great news. Yeah, I will add him to my notes here, so when I announce it uh, on the show, his name will be in there. That's really great that he's coming back. I thought his presentation yeah. for Your Mind too was brilliant. We, we did as well, and uh, Ross Ben has been confirmed. Uh, we also posted the schedule up on the website, so if you're curious to see what, what speakers are speaking on what days, go to freermindconference.com. But listen, folks, I know you all love Mark Passio, and you're all going to just go see Mark Passio, and <laughs> Mark Passio this, Mark Passio this. I'm sick of hearing the gosh darn name Mark Passio already. Who the hell is this guy? What on earth is happening here? Um, but go see all the speakers and That's buy right. a, you know, if you can't afford all the days by the all weekend pass we basically built in the incentive to give you friday free um so check it out uh and use the promo code passio <laughs> there it is again for your 15 dollars off that ends tonight so we got to do that scarcity based marketing that ends tonight get on it folks mark i can't wait man i'll see you there bob thank you so much man great job ladies and gentlemen co-organizer of free your mind three bob tuscan Go up to freeyourmindconference.com and get your tickets today. We'll be right back, folks. Stay with us. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. 
right here on RBN. I'm your host, Mark Passio, my website, whatonearthishappening.com. I want to thank Bob Tuscan for dropping in uh, during the last segment to uh, talk a little bit about the Free Your Mind 3 conference, an event that is rapidly racing toward us and is going to be probably the biggest uh, event of its kind in the year 2015. Uh, Definitely check out freeyourmindconference.com and get your tickets today. Um, I'm going to have probably a a couple of other people stopping in. Uh, Actually, uh, in the next hour, I'll be having the uh, owner of RBN, John Stadmiller, come in to talk about the uh, pledge drive that is going on at the network right now to help uh, bring in some resources to help the uh, the network. Uh, So uh, John will be coming up um, at the top of the second hour. But uh, in studio with me today is Jay Parker of the radio show SRA Today. Jay is also one of the featured speakers at the Free Your Mind 3 conference. And um, Jay's actually going to be hanging out with me during the show and maybe even joining in on uh, taking a few of the uh, calls later in the show. Let me once again give the call-in number, uh, the toll-free number to join us here on the air, 800-313-9443. Once again, toll-free, 800-313-9443. And uh, I'll be uh, going to Jay in a a couple of minutes uh, and getting his take on some of the things that are going on and some of the things I've been talking about. I just have a couple of other real quick event announcements or just quick general announcements. I just want to reiterate that my Second Amendment presentation, which I gave a couple of weeks back at uh, the uh, Liberty on the Rocks meetup here in Philadelphia, Uh, you could check that group out at philadelphia.libertyontherocks.org. The presentation that I gave on the Second Amendment called The the True Meaning and Purpose of the Second Amendment, uh, that video is now edited and online at What on Earth is Happening uh, and on my YouTube channel. Uh, you can go to whatonearthishappening.com, click the videos tab, and it'll be there. I believe it's at the bottom of that page. Uh, or you can go to my YouTube channel and check it out under my uh, presentations. So uh, check it out. It's getting uh, some uh, play going on uh, through uh, YouTube and through my website and through other people who have shared it on social media. So if you feel that the presentation was uh, valuable and worth checking out, uh, definitely pass it along and share it with your, your friends. So... Uh, there are still whatonearthishappening.com promotional t-shirts available. To receive a promotional t-shirt as a gift in return for a voluntary donation to help support my work, uh, you can click on the email link that is listed in the article in the uh, top of the news section of the whatonearthishappening.com website. So if you go to the news section of the website, the first article, the first item is about the t-shirts, and uh, you just click that email link and Uh, That'll send an email to me um, telling me that you want information on how to receive one of these t-shirts. There's also a donation button on the left-hand side of the whatonearthishappening.com website. If you feel that you have received value from the information that I've presented here on the airwaves and on my website, then uh, feel free to make a voluntary donation to help support my work so that I can continue it into the future. Well, with that having been said, I'm going to uh, bring on my guest for this evening in studio with me, uh, Jay Parker. Jay, you do a radio show every Sunday evening called SRA Today on the Blog Talk Network. You've been doing a great job with that, really getting your name out there, putting out some phenomenal information to people about what's really going on in this world and uh, a lot of information on the the dark side of the occult, but also a lot of solution-oriented material that you've shared with folks over the uh, past many, many months. And uh, you're going to also be a speaker at the Free Your Mind 3 conference as well. So um, 
I figured uh, I'd bring you on a little bit to uh, talk about the work that you've been doing and get your take on some of the topics that I've recently been covering on the show. Well, thank you, Mark. Uh, I haven't been on your show in a while, and I said, well, you know, we have uh, work that we're uh, working on right now, Mark and I, uh, making a 32-gig information uh, drive with uh, what we believe is the uh, core information, historically, spiritually, philosophy, uh, just what you really need to know about yourself, uh, the cosmos, and uh, what you need to do to get uh, the best life possible. Uh, all I have to say is that, you know, we in the peace and freedom movement at times, you know, look at the mainstream media, look at the corruption in the world, and we say, uh, you know, it's it's a cyclops that cannot be uh, beaten, you know, that the people don't want to wake up and blah, blah, blah. I'm not worried about that. And I, I, this is my new message to people uh, who are in the uh, Awaken Aware movement is keep on keeping on. Uh, you know, the biggest thing that's going to happen in the next year in this on this planet it's going to be the BRICSA nations uh, producing making their own international bank of settlement okay. Jay let's hold it right there and I'll let you pick up on that topic on the other side of this break folks you're listening to what on earth is happening we'll be right back We don't need no education. We don't need no thought control. No dark sarcasm in the classroom. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening right here on Republic Broadcasting. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. In the studio with me tonight, Jay Parker of SRA Today. You can hear his show on the Blog Talk Radio Network uh, every Sunday evening from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And Jay, I'll let you continue with your thoughts uh, before the break. Well, I, I just want to say that I'm very uh, optimistic about the future due to the fact that since I woke up from my satanic mind control around uh, the year 2000, uh, I've been studying your work, Mark, uh, Nassim Haramein, Bruce Lipton, all kinds of philosophers like uh, Neil Kramer and uh, John Lamb Lash. And, and this is what we are here as human beings to do. We are here to grow and learn in consciousness, in reality. 
of what natural law and what true justice and true spirit are all about. And uh, we need now to understand that this corrupt system worldwide that the international central bankers through the Rothschild Satanists have built is uh, basically got one year left to it. The Rothschild banking dynasty is in a fight with the BRICSA nations. And of course, that's China, Russia, South Africa, Brazil. And they are building a new bank of international settlement, which uh, the Rothschilds Bank of International Settlement is in Basel, Switzerland, where all the international money transfers happen, which gives the Rothschild banking cartels, central bank cartels, uh, literally complete control over the worldwide economy. So now they've never had competition. Um, the BRICSA nations will have a bank of uh, international settlement uh, ready in January of 2016, and this will cause a complete collapse of the Rothschild U.S. petrodollar. Uh, when that happens, uh, basically uh, America's standard of living overnight will decrease 40%. And it is my belief, with the amount of people who are aware of the corruption, and there's, there's millions of them now, it's, it's well over 10% of true hardcore patriots that are aware of a lot of information. And, you know, I'd say stragglers, you, you might have another 30%. But you've got more people now who are awake to the peril of tyranny in America than have been awake since 1776. I mean, I'm talking percentage-wise. You know, I think it's an encouraging thing, and yet it's something that uh, people should be concerned about at the same time because they're really trying to, they're going to try to collapse the economy here in a way that they can justify them to bring in martial law because, oh, the people are in, in uh, you know, disarray and upheaval and, you know, we have to bring order to this. It's going to be in kind of a, a false flag event created financially in many yes. ways, you know? Yes, it is. And, and we want to get back to the uh, discussion of the, of course, social engineering that is going on with uh, men and women, the uh, feminist movement, of course. Gloria Steinem admitted publicly that she was funded and helped directly by the CIA. CIA. That's right. And yeah. I, I just want people to understand that, you know, I, I've been through hell, folks. I, I've lost, I lost four good friends that never made it out of Hardin, Delaware, where I grew up. I watched them get killed by the cult. And... I live my life now for every human being that has been ritually murdered by the Illuminati Satanists. I am standing up and standing in their place, those who have been murdered, and declaring the truth to the American people and the world and the universe. And, and my life is not my own. My life belongs to natural law and my life belongs to justice. You know, it's it's amazing, Jay, with how many people are involved in this that we don't we're not seeing more whistleblowers come forward. It's like I, I guess it just takes a specific kind of constitution that uh, somehow transcends this programming, 
and it happens for uh, you know it seems like uh, the fewest of the few to ever come out of this and it's just like um, you know I would have thought by now that with what I knew about how the occult worked uh, works that there would be so many whistleblowers coming forward at this time and it just seems like there's just not that much resolve on their part or courage on their part it seems like they've either been so uh, you know frightened into uh, the protection of their existing paradigm or Either that they just uh, you know have the the mind control has worked on them so completely that they haven't just been able to break that programming and you know that's kind of like what a conference like Free Your Mind is all about too. It's getting people to come together almost like in a, in a group support type situation where they can you know help eat, help grow each other's strength you know because it does take a, a, an amount of courage to start speaking out and saying the truth especially when you understand the forces that we're up against and how they can make what they want happen because they have unlimited resources at their disposal and they have uh, an unlimited amount of minds that are willing to give their power over to them, you know? And yet even in those odds, we're, we're saying we're not giving up, we're not giving in, we're going to move forward, we're going to use our will to, to press forward and it doesn't make a difference what happens to us here physically because we're fighting a battle that goes beyond the physical. We're fighting a battle in spiritual warfare. We're in the spiritual Absolutely. trenches, you know? Absolutely. Well, science is now catching up to what certain philosophers have been saying for years. And uh, all I got to say is, Mark, you know, you're doing great, great work um, at showing people, you know, what Terrence McKenna showed people, to get people to understand that culture is your enemy. That's right. Pop culture and indoctrination, I mean schooling, is your enemy, okay? You can keep people down for a long time, Mark, but uh, I'm telling you right now, we're, we're at a phase where, you know, people, I, I, I just like, 10 years ago, you wouldn't have seen on YouTube a video of a man, naked man, uh, crawling on a sheet rope, uh, you know, climbing out of a window in uh, Buckingham Palace. <laughs> um, you wouldn't have seen that 10 years ago, I don't think. And, and I, what I'm saying is energy is coming into the Earth from the center of the galaxy, according to some scientists. I'm going to get more information on this. But uh, the, the voodoo that you do, Illuminati, it, it's wearing thin. It, you don't have the power to keep human consciousness down forever. And, and you can blow your smoke all you want, but truth is so powerful. Right. And I, I can tell you, you know, EFT helped reprogram me, okay? And it, it, it takes some effort. But I tell you, truth reprogrammed me yeah. a hell of a lot more. Absolutely. There's no substitute for standing within that power and that energy, which is truth. And when people do that and they exercise that level of courage and they have resolve to move forward in consciousness and grow their conscience, you know, grow in the knowledge of the difference between right and wrong and let that knowledge guide their behavior, uh, nothing is going to stand in the way of that. It doesn't make a difference, you know, how seemingly powerful this control system has been. You know, uh, th those numbers are rising and it, that energy will pick up steam as uh as the years roll on and you know pretty soon this is going to be 
become common knowledge. We have a, that doesn't mean we don't have a lot of work to do. There's still a lot of sleeping people out there, but uh, you could definitely tell more and more people are hungry for this information, and they're coming online to it a lot faster. Well, I'm I'm noticing. Uh you know, I, I do counseling, SRA counseling. I mean, in, in a, a free basis, people uh, contact me and, uh, you know, I, I try to give them pointers as to what I did to get my head back together again and become myself again. And I, I just want to say that some of the people, in, in fact, I'll be, in the next couple of weeks, I'll be having a man on who uh, spent a life very similar to mine. And uh, it's going to be an interesting interview. But the, but the thing that I want to say is, the cat's out of the bag, Mark, with the internet. The DVDs that Alex Jones alone has put into the uh, information system of America. I mean, we're talking millions and millions of DVDs exposing the Federal Reserve, exposing the Illuminati bankers creating all the wars. Uh, this is powerful truth that, you know, I, I don't understand the fundamental basis of the consciousness holodeck that we're in, but what you think and where your heart's at is of utmost importance in this reality. Because it's ultimately going to determine the external, seemingly external experience that mm -hmm. you're having. Yep. I mean, that's the real law of attraction, folks, you know. As we treat other people, the whole society will be. You know, the more people that are doing violence because they think that that's some kind of a right and, you know, they have been uh, designated with the ability to do an action that really causes harm and more people believe that, the, the more enslaved in the aggregate an entire society is going to be. The more people who really understand the difference between right and wrong and have developed a conscience and then exercise that conscience by willingly, willfully choosing the right over the wrong, you're going to see in the aggregate uh, a society become more and more free. You know, it's just that general concept, that overarching natural law, that what I call the law of freedom. Yes, there is a, uh, a law or a, um, you know, uh, a mechanism that governs whether a society is free. It's an algorithm, you might call it. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it's as morality increases, freedom increases. And as morality in the aggregate in a population declines or wanes, freedom declines or wanes. And you have more and more uh, enslavement and tyranny come into that into that society, into that culture. It's just a very simple equation, and unfortunately most people still haven't seen that that's really how it works, and this is a, a natural universal law that is just in place in the universe that governs whether a society is free or not. Once we come to that awakening as a people, maybe we could start making some progress and you know break down this you know, outdated, immoral system that really isn't serving who we are and, you know, create something much better in its place. Well, we've run out of time, Mark. We've run out of time with the Rothschild banking system uh, because in one year it's going to have competition and totally fall. It will fall because I guarantee you the Chinese and the Russians and the uh, Brazilians, I mean, all the all the other countries that are trying to get out from under of the Anglo, British Anglo Empire, um, they realize they have a choice, stand up or die. You know, it's, and it's, it all comes down, look at the flags of the American Revolution, for God's sakes. 
Live free or die. Yep. Join or die. Yep. Okay? I mean, they, it's about they, stand up for your life if you value your right. life. They were telling people back then, this is an issue of life or death. You know, this isn't something to be taken lightly. And, you know, I, I constantly think about a lot of the sacrifice of those men to win the modicum of freedom that they were able to and how it seems that we've squandered it in the modern world. You know, and I, I think we're doing our ancestors, uh, the legacy of our ancestors, a grave injustice if we don't stand up right now. Now is the time to stand up. Now is the time to speak up, speak the truth to other people unapologetically, you know, and consistently, you know, and that's what it's, this is all about. That's what the great work is all about, folks, you know. So, you know, in kind of keeping with that and the transition over, and I'll, I'll start taking calls in the next segment, hopefully, um, you know, over the last many weeks, I've been talking about a pretty controversial topic that a lot of people don't want to hear, they don't want to get into, and it's kind of like ignored as the big elephant in the room, and this is this topic of the war that's going on between the sexes in our society, and it's a war that was largely fomented by a lot of secret societies, occult organizations, uh, covert think tanks that are working toward globalism and human enslavement, uh, eugenics groups, you know, uh, covert eugenics groups, and also, you know, socialist uh, schools of thought and Marxist schools of thought and intelligence agencies. I mean, you have all of these draconian groups working together, uh, seemingly pushing the same agenda, and it's all because that this agenda leads to one place, bondage, enslavement, tyranny, you know, total control by the state, the state being wed as some, you know, evil, psychopathic, uh, overarching dark father figure or dark, you know, uh, husband figure to the women of a society. And in doing so, it, it acts as a form of uh, controlled breeding. It acts as a form of what I call epi-eugenics, eugenics that is not waged through physical control of genes or physical control of the breeding of a population, like let's say through something like forced sterilization. No, this works through mind control. And then as a result of that deep mind control conditioning, that social engineering that is in place and entrenched within a, a large, large, overwhelmingly large portion of one gender, of one sex of the human species, uh, then it propagates out as controlled or selective breeding, or in other words, eugenics throughout the entire society. This is a um, topic that I've been covering over about the last uh, four or five weeks on the show. And, uh, you know, I've taken a few calls from people at the end of some of the shows, but want to kind of uh, get your take on, you know, that this whole thing. And then we'll move to some callers uh, and get their concerns or their comments or their questions. And you could chime in on some of that. Uh, one of the things I want to just wrap up kind of on this topic uh, on before I move to you, Jay, to, to say, say what your take on uh, this uh, last, you know, several weeks of material that I've been putting out is that I just want to say there's one other aspect that I'd really like to touch on when it comes to this whole topic, and that is the power of real women. You know, when women step into their true power, when they step into them, their true selves, and they stop, you know, uh, wanting to be um, manipulated by this control system that promises them things in return for their obedience or compliance, uh, what, can, what kind of power and effect they can have on the world. So we'll pick up that. On the other side of this break, folks, stay with us. 
destroys the night, night divides the day. Try to run, try to hide, break on through to the other side, break on through to the other side, break on through to the other side, yeah. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on RBN. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. Before the last uh, break, I was just talking about, you know, I wanted to bring up a positive aspect of the material that I have been covering and just briefly uh, put out there what I feel is the inherent power that exists in women that exists in the female gender of our species to help to heal humanity. You know, women could be some of the most powerful influencers. They could be some of the most powerful healing agents if they choose to step into that power and into that role within our society. You know, it's just so few of them have, you know, kind of decided that that's what they want to do, that that's, you know, the work that they want to do and accomplish in this life. You know, I, I, I want to go back and just briefly mention that movie Jupiter Ascending, which I was talking about before that I really thought the implementation of it was sort of weak, but I thought the theme of the movie was strong in that a heroine character, a female-based uh, hero character, needed to make a decision about whether she was going to, uh, you know, this is the overarching plot of the movie without getting into a specific spoiler. The choice that is uh, placed before the heroine of the film is that does she do what is comfortable for her and her family or do what is required to just save her and her family or does she step into the larger form of love which is agape in other words family love and the love of just ones that are close to you is known as philos you know you have romantic love which is eros okay then philos is the form of love that is between family members and siblings and friends etc but then you have the form of love that they talked about in the Greek mystery traditions that was called agape in Greek. And agape um, means universal love. It means true care, wider care and caring for all, care for truth, care for that there's justice in society, care for you know other people's suffering in general. And she has to make a decision whether she wants to stay in this just familial-based love uh, of family and close ones that are close to her, or does she move into care for all of humanity and truly do the right thing and, uh, you know, not care about what happens to just her? And, uh, you know, this is stepping out of the satanic mindset, really. It's stepping out of the mindset of me, me, me all day long and, you know, thinking about something bigger and deeper and, you know, more universal in uh, your concern and in your care. And uh, that's what I felt the movie did it. Good, very good job at portraying that that choice or that theme. Um, while you know, I personally didn't really particularly think it was a, a greatly implemented movie. That's kind of almost neither here nor there. The alleg- the allegory was what was powerful and informative and and true. So um, in that sense, I think uh, people could learn uh, a good bit from it. But um, um, Jay, I want to get your take uh, before we start taking some calls tonight. Uh, on uh, some of the material that I covered over the uh, the last uh, few weeks. And um, we'll do that right on the other side of this break. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on RBN. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Freedom, man. That's what it's all about. Freedom, man. That's what it's all about. 
You've got to groove on freedom, like the good book says. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on RBN. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. Jay, I'm going to go to you in a second to just get your take. I just want to say that, you know, if the vast majority of women in this world would step into their role as nurturers, true caretakers, true protectors of the youth and the innocence of our society, and, you know, not be kind of uh, influenced by, you know, all of the lures of the state and the so-called protection that they think it gives them or the security that they think it affords them, uh, they could really step in to the power of being able to act as a healing influence for humanity simply in their capacity to influence order followers to stop doing what they are doing and to quit their jobs. You know, that's the number one role that I think humanity, the power that that, uh, women can step in to, to heal humanity. You know, because let's face it, folks, the vast majority of people who are truly creating, who are acting as the creators of the dark new world order, as physical dominators, are men. And the women that they are around and with on a daily basis uh, have to start dissuading them from doing this and not supporting what they're doing and not supporting the roles that these power-hungry men and largely immoral men are stepping into for a paycheck. And that needs to stop being thought of as acceptable, you know. And women have the ability to do this if they first waken themselves, you know. And it's going to be a very, uh, you know, tall order. But, uh, I mean, I think we're already starting to see, you know, uh, this uh, in a very small way. And, you know, I think with events like Ferguson paying the police really as they truly are, people are waking up to what's really going on. And the brutality and the na- the you know violent nature of what's been going on in this society for a long time, you know I think we're starting to see uh, you know this turn a little bit. Uh, Jay, I, I want to go to you and get your thoughts on just in general the topic uh, of neo feminism that I brought up over the last several weeks, and uh, if you can comment on uh, you know this uh, idea that I think women can step into the role of some of the most powerful. Uh, agents of change amongst us uh, in their capacity to influence order followers to stop doing what they're doing. Oh, absolutely. We all have our role to play in healing this planet and our species, and it's time to stop saying I'm powerless. It's time to stop saying somebody else has got to do this. I don't have time. And it's time to say, I answer to a higher power. I answer to justice, to love, to honor, to truth. And lay your your life down, as Jesus Christ said, and you will gain your life. That's right. And this is what I have discovered in the last 14 years of study. The further I go down the rabbit hole, okay... I see the corrupt. Nobody studies the corruption as much as me, you know. I joke, but you know, it's it's a lot. 
I spend a lot of time looking at what they're doing to destroy the planet with their Fukushima's and their uh, putting all the uh, radioactive waste from every nuclear power plant in Europe is pumped directly into the North Atlantic and the English Channel through a uh, processing facility in uh, France. Uh, what are these people, mad? They're pumping raw cesium-137, which has a half-life of 30,000 years directly into the North Atlantic Ocean and the English Channel, which is now getting into the fish and the seashells and, uh, you know, the, it's just like, well, well, what, what is this? I mean, I'm telling you right now, there's a lot of people in this world that don't have the knowledge that you and I have, Mark, but when the 40% decrease happens in the petrodollar, you're going to see people saying, okay, I've had enough. Because the American government has gotten, by and large, nothing but cooperation from the American people. With every war, with every intervention, every nation building, every lie, we have obeyed and we have endured the corruption. But now it is apparent to people that have something left of a mind that the oligarchs want total destruction of the middle class and slavery for everyone but themselves. So in, in the vein of you know, talking about social engineering, and that's, this is what the uh, breakup of the uh, American family was, nothing but a eugenics operation. Yep. But the, uh, and you were talking about uh, Lewis, uh, Lewis Shafley's? Uh, Phyllis Schlafly's book, yeah, yeah the uh, Who Killed the American Family, yeah. Now, now she laid out a lot of it in that book. Now, I haven't, I haven't looked at her research, but I have looked at Dr. John Coleman's book and oh, read that Tavistock Institute for Human Relations. That's right. And uh, you have to get that book because you know if <laughs> if you want to quit your television addiction, just wa- just read that book. You'll turn the TV off, trust me. Oh, yeah. I mean, it goes deep into how these think tanks, uh, you know, largely based overseas, uh, you know, set the agenda for popular culture and, you know, uh, basically steer whole societies because they understand the deep psychology that is uh, required to be understood in order to manipulate people based on their, uh, you know, internal psychological mechanisms and, uh, you know, their uh, base desires and instincts, etc. And uh, they know how to push just the right buttons and, you know, steer entire societies the way they want them to go, you know. And it's amazing how the Marxists and the fascists, you know, which basically it's a joke. The opposames, yeah. The opposames, exactly. Because... (laughs) You know, they say, oh, the Nazis were the opposite of the Soviets. Excuse me, when you look at the (laughs) societies of the Soviet Union in Nazi Germany, they're identical. (laughs) So, the opposite trip uh, is not working. And, you know, Mark, people are waking up. And I, I tell you the truth here. I know in my heart that when you look at uh, people like Laura Eisenhower, when you look at people like uh, 
Kate B, you know, who, who, who shamanic endeavors, you know, doing things on a one-to-one basis, reaching out to people, trying to teach them about their own power, about right. how to disconnect from the lie and start walking the center path. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, the change is going to happen. It's going to be positive because I, I, I don't know. Maybe I've lost my mind, but I feel that when they pull their next 1929 crash or their boom, 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 we got to go to war to protect ourselves. I'm sorry. The American people are fed up with war. And, and you know, you, you can convince a bunch of uh, eggheads that it's necessary to invade Russia, but uh, this ain't going to fly. So, so let's, you know, I'm going to get back to you talking about the destruction of the male and female natural relationship and, and you know, talk about the social engineering, but I recommend that everyone go out and seek Aaron Russo's last interview with uh, Infowars.com with uh, Alex Jones. Oh, that yeah, that was a great interview. Interview. With Aaron, yeah. With Aaron Russo, his last full-length interview with uh, Alex Jones. He goes into Nicholas Rockefeller joking about, oh, we created the feminist movement to destroy the family so we could tax both the men and the women. And, and destroy the family, and then Big Daddy get, government get the children, would become, yeah, get become the, children the parent. Into the government indoctrination camps, and, mm-hmm. you know, they'll be the next Hitler Jugend. Well, the, they have the government wants to put children in school at the age of three now. I mean, like I said, folks, during the uh, expose of the neo-feminist agenda that I did over the last several weeks... Uh, you know, I laid out a lot of the think tanks that are involved, and if you just look into their work, they're quite open about it. It's not even like they're even trying to hide it, you know. I mean, the Frankfurt School uh, and, you know, those on, who were working through Antonio Gramsci's plan of the long march through the cultural institutions constantly talked about that we need to break down the family dynamic because that's the thing that, you know, it acts as the social cohesiveness within uh, you know, a, a, a people that we want to conquer, that we want to rule over, you know, and they're, they're very open about their strategy. I mean, a caller called in last week, I, I think it was last week, to talk about that right in the Satanic Witch, which I called a, a field manual for the neo-feminism agenda, uh, it says right in the introduction, which was written by LaVey's daughter, Zena, that this is a manual for eugenics. It says it's a manual for selective breeding which is eugenics, and it uses the word eugenics. She uses the word eugenics. So they're very out in the open about it, you know. I mean, the Fabian Society, you know, who's also a big part of this, you know, neo-Marxist, uh, you know, neo-socialism uh, coming in and essentially breaking up the family unit, um, you know, uh, playing the two sexes off against each other. You know, uh, th- their logo is a wolf in sheep's clothing, literally. They're, they're telling you we're trying to conquer a society from the inside. You know, and that's really what uh, the Nazis and the communists did. They tried it out in the open to have their open revolutions. And when people rebelled because they knew it was slavery, they said, well, you know, we'll just shake hands. We'll work behind the scenes. We'll conquer governments covertly. We'll conquer societies covertly through their social institutions. And then, you know, we'll, we'll divide the spoils on the other side after we have them enslaved. 
You know, they, they just shook hands behind the scenes. And this is that occultocracy that I've been talking about. You know, we don't live in a patriarchy or a matriarchy. We live in what I call the occultocracy, the rule by the dark occultists. The forces that went behind the scenes, that wanted to wage war covertly through mind control, through social engineering, through eugenics, through epi-eugenics, as I call it. And uh, they've been very, very successful because up until now, people have not been able to really pick apart their agenda and understand all the aspects and all the elements of their plan from a focused analysis point of view uh, as operational warfare, you know, as, as a, a, not only a PSYOP strategy, but a eugenics strategy. And uh, I think we are seeing the very beginnings of people starting to wake up to that agenda. Jay, your, your thoughts on that? People are waking up, Mark, more and more. Uh, this is because of the internet, and uh, you know it's just funny that uh, they're they're anonymous is uh, doing a uh, program where they're actively seeking out the uh, pedophile cults of the Illuminati and trying to expose them. Yeah, I know there's a big one going on in the north of London, and um, I can't remember the the district name, but a uh, lot of names coming out, and uh, they're doing some fact finding sessions there to see, you know, the extent of it. I'm sure they're going to realize how extensive it is once they start uh, going down this rabbit hole. And I think uh, England has been doing a, a much better job at, at exposing the pedophilia uh, and the ritual uh, pedophilia, uh, the the satanic ritual abuse that's going on within their society. I think the United States should take a lesson from them uh, as far as, uh, you know, speaking up about this and exposing it. But it is happening. It's, it's, it's going on and it needs to continue and needs to go much further uh, than it already has. Jay, we do have some callers on the line. Do you want to go to the phones and take some calls with me? Yeah, sure. I, I, I do want to uh, say to people that in all honesty, you know, Aaron Russo's interview with... Uh, Alex Jones, you've got to listen to that because it'll tie into what Mark has been saying for the last, I don't know how many years, about and, this issue and some others. You know, right from the horse's mouth, coming from somebody who's deeply involved within one Nicholas of these Rockefeller. things. Nicholas Rockefeller. Right, the Rockefeller Foundation, exactly. All right, let's, uh, let's go to the phone lines and uh, hear what people have to say on this topic. And really, any, anything that you want to uh, propose or talk about is fair game. There's no taboo topics here. I'd like to take some calls on the whole neo-feminism agenda topic that I've been covering the last few weeks, but if people do want to wander from that, you know, uh, you know, it's fair game. Anything is fair game. So let's go to the phones. Let's hear from Andrew in Arizona. Andrew, you're live on What on Earth is Happening. Welcome. Hey, Mark. How are you doing? Hey, Jay. Hi. Doing well. Hey, listen, you guys were talking about Infowars.com and the Alex Jones uh, interview. They're mm-hmm. Russo, and uh, in that interview, they say they're going to chip everyone with the RFID microchip. And um, that kind of reminds me of a movie I watched recently, Dark City. Oh, uh, great movie. Yeah, it's a fantastic movie because it's exactly what the uh, Illuminati or the dark occultists want. They want mm-hmm. to have everyone walking around with no memories of yep. who they are or what they are. Um and they want to just kind of just blot out the, the light and just turn everything into complete darkness. You know and put them into a trance at their will. Yeah. Great allegory. 
of that movie. Uh, you know, you could really glean a lot of, uh, about people can say a whole lot and embed ideas through allegorical fiction, and I think it's a a good medium for for teaching people uh, through the subconscious. You know, my tact and my uh, approach is quite different and hits the conscious mind and, uh, you know, is a direct engagement process. But, uh, you know, sp- making spiritual allegories like that through through fiction, through fictional stories, can really be quite powerful in conveying an understanding of what is going on and convey agendas to people if they at least allow from a certain open-minded perspective to allow the possibility that, hey, this might be about something bigger. I could apply this fictional story to what's going on in the world in some way, and I don't have to just take it on a you know, a purely fictional basis. I could look at it from a different perspective. Uh, if people do that, I think they'd learn a lot from allegorical films, and I think Dark City is a great one. Absolutely. Jay, have you ever seen that one? Uh, I don't believe so. Okay. No. Yeah, it's an excellent film. Well, anyways, uh, moving on from that, uh, Mark, I sent you a uh, hard drive, I think it was a couple months ago, uh, mm-hmm. for the ARC data. Um, and I'm kind of sifting through it right now, and I'm wondering, yes. what is your like top three things I should go to on, on that hard drive in terms of hmm. research and due that's, diligence? That's so, so difficult because there's so much on there, you know. Um, I think anything that talks about uh, mind control is something that should be uh, checked out and looked at on that drive. I think um, uh, the things that are uh, in there on Satanism and what Satanism really is and the kind of different schools of Satanism that are out there, if you will, the dark occult religion, the dark occult ideology, uh, should really be understood because this is really what the religion of these quote-unquote elites, these psychopaths, is. It is their religion. And if you don't understand the mentality of the people that you're uh, uh, at war with, if you don't understand what makes them tick, what drives them, uh, you're not going to understand the nature of what we're up against, and you're not going to understand what's going to be required to get us out of it collectively as a species. So I think that's very important. And then I would say the third thing is anything that deals with really uh, deeply working somebody through any kind of trauma and up to a higher level of consciousness, uh, any material that deals with human consciousness on, on there uh, and how the mind really works would be a, a big help to people. Now, you know, that's not really limiting it down to specific things, but if you stick with those general topics, I think, you know, you'll go a long way in your understanding with the information that's on that drive. So, Andrew, I want to thank you for the call. Great points that you brought up. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're coming up to another break. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening right here on RBN. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on Republic Broadcasting. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. Riding shotgun with me for this edition of the show is Jay Parker of SRA Today, a radio show that he hosts every Sunday evening on the Blog Talk Radio Network from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Be sure to check out Jay's radio show every Sunday. The call-in number to join us as we are taking your calls through the duration of the show is 800-313-9443. Once again, the call-in number to join us, 800-313-9443. 
I want to say thanks to Andrew in Arizona for his call in the previous segment, and let's go back to the phone lines. Let's hear from Bob in Cincinnati. Is this the Bob from Cincinnati? What a delight and a pleasure it is to speak to both of you. How are you both this evening? Bob, it is phenomenal to hear from you. I'm doing really well. And, uh, you know, really great that you've called into the show. Haven't heard from you in a long time. It's always a pleasure. Hey, you have been... Oh, hi, Jay. How are you doing, my friend? Good. Excellent. It is such an honor and a pleasure to call back in uh, after many, many months Uh, I have been studying like Jay. Uh, We kind of delve into the darkness of this world. Mark, your topics, I I can't believe that you continue to amaze your audience. I mean, the the insidious neo-feminist agenda, the emasculation of the American and Western male, the uh, despiritualization of the inauthentic and uh, a man and woman. I mean, dude, you are tearing it up. Well, Bob, I appreciate that so much. You know, it could be a controversial topic to head into, but I I think I did it in a tempered way, and I think uh, a lot of people came away from it with uh, a very increased understanding of a very important part of the agenda uh, that um, is really tearing uh, the the world apart, not just America, but the entire world through uh, fomenting this war between the sexes. And uh, the information that I brought forward was, again, first and foremost about trying to empower people through that knowledge so that we can heal that divide that has been widened between the sexes. And hopefully uh, this information will help to start bringing about uh, that type of a healing process. agree 100%, Mark, and, and I'm in full agreement Uh, with your uh, assessment that the role of the sacred female in our culture and in the reality we live in has been stifled, stunted, and debilitated. Uh, She, along with the inauthentic male, such as myself, working 50 hours a week to make our pittance of a slave credits in our minor bank accounts to be able to scratch and pay our bills while our children... Uh, her children uh, lament in the care of strangers uh, so that we can buy more plastic things and another vehicle that we can't afford and insurances and things that we don't need while our children lament in private uh, hands, hands that we, strangers we don't even know, Mark. The sadness in her eyes I see every day myself in the workplace. I see it in the dark, sad eyes of the child picked up at 6 p.m. in the evening. Mark, it's heartbreaking. Well, Bob, I, don't don't uh, be so hard on yourself because, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't even count you as that inauthentic male because at least you're mentally emancipated and understand what's going on and you understand this agenda. I'd call the inauthentic male someone that doesn't even really understand what's going on or almost delights in in being part of that hierarchical order or process at least you that's not your mental attitude you know what's going on and you know you're trying to become involved as much as possible to be a part of doing something about that that's a lo- long long way from you know the type of uh you know totally uh you know in a bu- in the box thinking that I'm talking about when I'm talking about the inauthentic being you know, uh, so I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't uh, sell yourself short, man. You, you, you've done the work as well and put out information out there, and you know, interviewed uh, people and touched on topics that are, you know, very esoteric and and very liberating to human consciousness if they're properly understood. So, 
you know, uh, I think you're definitely uh, on the on the right side and part of a, part of the healing process. But I understand what you mean in so being physically still a, 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 a part of that system. You want to emancipate yourself physically from that as well. Absolutely, and you're you're very kind to say that, Mark. We won't even touch about the emasculated male and my my similarities to that. <laughs> but at any rate, my good friend, um, there are a couple of uh, points under uh, neo feminism, and uh, two of them were uh, in the ancient days, as Jay knows, as he has shared on his show SRA Today on Blog Talk Radio at on Type One Radio Ashram, that um, in the ancients ancients would sacrifice their own infants on a slab, a stone slab, to the god Molech, the dark uh, horned god Molech. And to this day, Mark, uh, infants are still seen through self, uh, through, through the, the, like you said, an epigenetics, uh, epigenetics uh, operation that the dark occultists don't even need to do it themselves. My god, Mark, the people place their infants up uh, on the slab and young couples mark who are not married who are struggling and who all of a sudden find themselves pregnant with a baby they often uh, the, the infant is aborted mark in the, in, in the it's a nightmare the factories are churning mark nothing has changed mark can I stay over absolutely we'll hold you over till the next segment Bob stay with us everyone we'll be right back Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on RBN. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. We're taking your calls for the duration of the show. Riding shotgun with me is Jay Parker of SRA Today. The call-in number to join us, 800-313-9443. Once again, toll-free, 800-313-9443. No taboo topics, of course, there never are on this show, but if you'd like to call in and uh, talk about the neo-feminism agenda, the topic that I've just uh, completed covering over the last uh, five shows or or so on what on earth is happening, I'd like to take some calls regarding that. Uh, we were talking to Bob from Cincinnati before the break hit us. Bob, you were talking about how uh, abortion really f- uh, plays a major role in this agenda as well, and I wholeheartedly agree with you. Absolutely, Mark. The mind control, and that's exactly what it is. People laugh sometimes, people who are unaware of the term mind control. As soon as you say that word or that phrase, they automatically go into cognitive dissonance, and they 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 layer on what they've been taught what mind control means, which is a right. form of classic 1950s Manchurian candidate brainwashing. But as you and I and Jay and others who've studied this deeply know, mind control is a subtle, a very quiet influencing of the thought process. And this plays exactly into the thought process 
of young people who don't know the world, don't understand what's going on, don't understand their responsibilities to humanity and natural law, um, and and when they're knee-deep in debt and all of a sudden an infant, the prospect of an infant appears in their world, they're, they're not wed, they're, they have no income coming in, the automatic, the system, Mark, as you know, the system has created a convenient place for them to deposit the infant into the arms of death. And God, Mark, how I weep. And it, it, it pains me. And, it, and thanks to your, um, your show four or five years ago, uh, when I first started listening to What on Earth is Happening, my God, the light came on. And this is not a political issue. The dark occult politicized this. This is a spiritual issue. Yes. This has to do with obeying natural law, period, full stop. And uh, I know you know that, Mark. I'm just sharing this with, with your audience, some of the audience that, that might not see it this way. But but um, I would like to hear your, your thoughts on that before I, I make another point. Oh, w- w- without any question, uh, the whole abortion agenda is a 100% uh, ritual sacrifice, never-ending factory. You know, that, that's, that they want bloodletting of humans, of animals, going 24-7 on this planet, and they essentially have that. I mean, that's that's what a satanic culture does. A satanic culture continuously kills. It's about death. It's the cult of death. It's the order of death, you know? It's the, the cult of the black sun, as I talked about over the past many weeks. Um, this is the inversion of everything that is positive, that is based on life, that is based on truth, you know? It's the inversion of all of that. And they want to turn nature on its head. They want to turn natural law on its head. And they want to rule in hell. You know, they're, they're perfectly content to do that because these beings are devoid of truth. They're devoid of joy. They're, you know, devoid of any true emotion, uh, of any true creative capacity. And they want other beings to be as miserable as they are and in hell with them. And uh, like I said, they're doing a very successful job, but simultaneously, the light side of things is also uh, doing a relentless job at exposing this darkness in our world, and you know we're, we're we've been have had a modicum of success in waking some people up. We just have to push this a lot farther and get a lot more people involved to do the great work, and then we'll be making some real progress. I think, uh, Jay, your take on this? Well, I just sit back in amazement at um, the status quo churches today, okay, when it comes to allowing fetal tissue to be put in vaccines and in Pepsi. Yes. Where where are the anti-abortion people? Are they down in Atlanta surrounding the Pepsi headquarters? No, they're not. You know yeah. what I mean? What, I mean, because... What, 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 it, ki- what kind of deep, uh, you know, religious people are getting involved to, uh, you know, um, talk about that this stuff is being used in food products, you know, or, well, or in well, vaccines, it's in like Pepsi. There's fetal tissue in Pepsi. Pepsi uses human baby fetal tissue as a flavoring. You know about this, right? I, I've, I've heard. And, and the board of directors, I mean the stockholders of PepsiCo, s- tried to sue, tried to stop Pepsi from putting fetal tissue into the Pepsi, 
and the federal government sided with Pepsi company and said the the stockholders cannot force them well, to take the fetal tissue out of the Pepsi. I mean, you, you and also you don't see things like you know priests or or religious leaders getting involved in trying to get uh, you know this stuff taken out of like vaccines. You know, or they, why aren't they protesting that humans are being fed to humans yeah. if they're so goddamn righteous? Because I'm protesting it. It just it just goes to show you the inactivity that uh, you know a lot of people are in because they're held back with certain beliefs, or they're so afraid of what other people will think of them. It's this whole idea that they won't step out of their comfort zone. They won't step out of their uh, position. To speak up on something because, oh, then what will people think of me in my official capacity as this, this, or that, you know? That's why I'm just so always hesitant of groups, groupthink behavior, religious institutions, etc. It's like these people set up boundaries for themselves, and then when the truth comes along and shatters that boundary, they won't go where the truth leads because they're too comfortable within their own little boundary that they've set up for themselves. Their role, you know, their uh, uh, community status, the money that they're making, etc., the the status in society that they enjoy, they'd rather protect that. And so then they'll just protect the whole paradigm. They'll go along, you know, for the whole the whole ball of wax and protect the paradigm. That's why I call a lot of these people in science, in religion, you know, in uh, uh, you know government positions, etc. They're they're the paradigm protectors. Even uh, many of them who know some of the things that are going on, they won't step outside of that role and take you know take it to its full you know conclusion or its full measures uh, as it needs to be. If we're going to put this into hyperdrive and really wake up the public, you know, it's going to take a lot more sacrifice on people's part I think to really step into you know the heart energy the, the the power of true care to to really be a warrior for the truth and it's not an easily done thing like again I go back to thinking about how few people have been whistleblowers regarding the occult what about even the positive side of the occult well I, I happen to know for a fact there's thousands and thousands of people who know about you know, really understand about consciousness and how it works, understand about the mind control, understand about the positive aspects of occult information, and yet they stay silent about them because they have this old hermetic notion of don't cast the, the, uh, the pearls before the swine, you know, this elitist attitude when it comes to spiritual information. It's not going to get done that way either. You know, that, that's just as bad as staying silent for all those selfish reasons. Now you're kind of taking this spiritual elitist attitude and you're going to stay silent for those reasons. It's like, you know, one is purely ego driven and the, and the other one is like, kind of like you think you've transcended the ego to so, to such an extent that what, uh, this information is too good for some people and you know, it's on, they're unworthy of it. I mean, I think we went down into a slippery slope by a lot of people taking that kind of a mental attitude and not saying, Hey, this is, information that should be spread in an egalitarian fashion and people should just be handed it like an adult and that's your dharma to do that that's you know the work that you need to do to do that to put that place that information out there and that's their karma whether they're going to accept it or not whether they're going to take it and integrate it and integrate it and use it for the betterment of humanity or not, that's their karmic, uh, um, you know, influence or their karmic situation, however you want to look at it. So, um, you know, uh, 
I, I think that just more people need to need to step up and forget about these classical roles or what other people think or what they've been told about what they should do with this knowledge and we should just all bring it to the table and speak it and speak it constantly. That that whole idea of alchemy being labor and constancy. In other words, it's work, but it's work that needs to be done continuously. There isn't going to be a total break in this for anybody. It's it's a heavy weight that needs to be picked up by all equally and moved, and we can we can move it if we all pick up some of that weight. And as the saying goes, many hands make light work, you know, but it's still a continuous effort that needs to be exercised on our part. That's right. And occultists need to speak out, Mark. They have been silent. Good yeah. occultists, people who know the, the truth of natural law, who are keeping silent. You will have to answer for that. This The age of Pisces is over. It's yep. time to speak. And Mark, I just want to say one last thing um, about epi-eugenics. Yes. Um, there is a self-sterilization going on. The Germans, uh, right before World War II, experimented with sterilization by drawing couples who they saw as untermenschen, subhumans, That's which, right. of course, you know, is, is just their dark ideology of, of, of nonsense. But they would bring the couples into the office, and they would have a um, an X-ray machine in the desk, and they experimented with this, and they found that that by high doses of radiation from X-ray, they could get a, a small percentage of people sterilized now wow. mark it, it failed i know it's it's horrific to think about bob but, you're doing but, that every day with these police trucks taking x-rays in people's house you know without their informed consent just hitting the population wherever they feel like it to penetrate and look into the homes that's been going on that's been going on from police helicopters you know mark, they've been hitting the public with these x-rays <laughs> i was just talking about it with my friend john today you know they've been hitting these people the the population with these rays and who knows what that's doing to the uh, to the fertility rates? You're absolutely right. I've got a darker one for you, Mark. We're doing once again. The dark occultists don't need to do anything. We're doing it to ourselves, ladies. Just sit that laptop right on your lap and irradiate your ovaries yep. day in day out. Or was it that cell phone in the in your back pocket? Set it right next to your duff and get that radiation so close every day, irradiate your ovaries. Or was that your sperm disappearing day and night? Oh, well, I've got one last one for you. Stick that cell phone right next to your head as you speak every day, irradiating your brain. Ladies and gentlemen, what a pleasure. I will see you both at Free Your Mind 3. Pick up your tickets today. Bob, always a pleasure to hear from you, man. Great points. Always great insights that you bring up on the show. Uh, it's been too long, man. Don't be a stranger, and uh, thanks so much for the call, man. Thank you, Mark. All thanks, right. Bob. Bob from Cincinnati, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's move on. Let's hear from another caller. Let's go to Mike in Colorado. Mike, you're live on What on Earth is Happening. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. Um, I want to say, Mark, your work on your the neo-feminism was your analysis is spot on and the way that you explained it really, I think, gives people a good idea of what's happening and what's going on with the outside world. Well, I appreciate that. Well, the idea to empower women and, as you said, have them step into their power, I think for all humanity and all human beings, for me, what's a paramount understanding is that if it's of the mind of man, it's a fabrication. In general, yeah, I mean, if it doesn't exist in nature and we believe in it, that's a construct that's invented by us that's really only going to take us down a dark 
path. Uh, the idea here is to stop accepting illusion as reality and get back to a deep understanding of the natural world as it really exists. Absolutely. Well, or even a light path. So when I hear the term that people need to wake up, that's a mental construct as well. Yeah, and I mean, it's not to say that there aren't different levels of consciousness. I guess it's just kind of like a, um, you know, a... Uh, uh, a way of putting something like a metaphor that uh, their level of consciousness is so low it approximates not being conscious. It approximates a form of unconsciousness because they're unable to see certain things that are actually before them in the natural world or they are in denial of the acceptance that those things exist in the natural world before them in their actual physical presence and their physical experience. That's kind of where that whole construct or that whole idea came from of comparing the people who are uh, very unaware to being quote-unquote asleep and the people who are aware, you know, to being quote-unquote awake. You know, my criterion, uh, the criteria that I look at of being really spiritually awake differs a lot from what people traditionally look at that as. And you can get an idea for that if you check out my... Uh, uh, streetwise spirituality seminar where I go through the points about what I feel it means to really be awakened spiritually. Well, sure, and and you get that innately, and I do too. But I think listeners, and I think the people walking around this world, they don't realize that right. the satanic agenda is a total fabrication. They they don't understand it. They think it's something like there's the Satan thing that's going to come and take their children from underneath right. the bed. And, right. and so they're disempowered yeah. they because don't they grasp don't, that, that they it's don't an incremental it's real. process. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I mean, they don't realize it's not real. And you can right. step out of it at any second. Sure, because it's you all based that. in it's all based in getting people to accept illusions that aren't real. Sure. To, the farther away that they push people from the natural reality, the more into the satanic world they have pushed them. You know, and the solution lies into coming back to a deep understanding of what's real and what's not real. Again, the ability to discern truth from falsehood, which is really where we started this whole discussion. The whole show started with that whole concept that that's what is ultimately required. You know, the satanic mindset keeps people in an illusory uh, identification. And as long as they're in that type of a low vibratory identification, they're open to all kinds of manipulatory tactics, and they can be kept in an artificial version of reality. Right. Jay, your take on, on that? Well, what you just said was totally right on. That's all I have to say. I, mean, so how I couldn't have said it any better. How do we talk? You no, know, it's part of what they don't understand. Part of what they don't understand um, uh, Mike, is that uh, this is an incremental process. It's not something that happens overnight. A society doesn't just wake up the next day and find everything has changed and everything has gone bad. It, it happens so slowly that many people don't have that long historical worldview to understand these patterns. You know, they're, they're, they're not educated enough in, in actual world history to see, hey, this is not something that's new. This has gone on before. Techniques very familiar to what is being are being used and employed now have, have been used, and we've been down this path before as a species, you know. And uh, you know, until we actually um, come out of their manipulative methods, you know, nothing's going to change. So, stay, stay on the line. We'll continue on the other side of the break, folks. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Yeah. 
cold silence that we don't dare speak. There's a wall between us and a river so deep. We keep pretending that there's nothing wrong. There's a code of silence and it can't go on. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on RBN. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. We were talking to Mike in Colorado before the break hit us in the last segment. Mike, uh, I'll bring you back on and let you uh, finish up your thoughts from the last segment. Thanks, Mark. Well, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm wondering, maybe we need to make up some new words so people can understand. Okay. Because if you tell a Democrat that Democrat is a construct... It doesn't sink in. Sure. Because they're so identified with it. Exactly. And, I mean, even, you know, you call a tree a tree. That's a construct as well. And it's that fundamentally basic. And we've trapped ourselves into this thing. And I I listen to you, and I've seen your work for a few years, and I think you're fantastic, and I think you work your tail off to try to get that across to people. Yeah, it's called ego identification. It's like, you know, when people are asked what are you or who are you you know most of them stretch for a role that they're playing in society or think of themselves as their job or you know the type of person that they are you know most of them don't even think you know i'm a a being that is having an experience uh you know in the physical domain but my nature is of spirit and you know this is all a, a growth process and a learning process to develop the soul to develop the you know, individuated unit of consciousness that we would refer to as the soul. You know, most people don't even have that type of a perspective. They're so bound in a worldly way to a uh, an ego-based role. You know, it's what I called ego identification in, in material, early material that I covered on this show. And I think people would definitely benefit from, you know, getting a deep understanding of what that ego attachment and ego identification is all about because it helps people to understand just how deeply uh, in mind control people can be as a result of clinging to this these roles as their identity in life and thinking that there's nothing outside of that. Well, and that also makes me wonder what guys like you and I did karmically to be here with all these people <laughs> who don't get it. Or, or maybe we chose it willfully because we're the best people for the job out there in the universe who knows you know that's how i have to look at it i can't look at that that at this as punishment it's like i look at this as a mission and uh you know i think uh we were kind of uh spiritual warriors that willfully volunteered for this mission that's the way i look at it we said they said hey we got a planet out there that's going to be a real tough nut to crack and we and we said yeah watch this I think that's the kind of team that we are. That's the kind of away mission uh, players that we are. Well, and good for you, and thanks for your work, and keep it up, brother. You got it, my friend. Thanks so much. Hey, Mike, you know, that's the only way I think we can look at it. Uh, if we look at it a different way, we might drive ourselves crazy. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't, uh, I, I kind of had that that take of, hey, maybe I'm here because karmically I did something really bad. But uh, the way I tend to want to look at it these days is, uh, uh, I accepted a mission, and uh, I think we're going to be in that mission for the long haul. We're going to complete it. Ladies and gentlemen, stay with us. We'll be right back after these words with more of your calls. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. We'll be right back. 
Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on Republic Broadcasting. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. We're taking your calls for the duration of the show, the toll-free number to join us here on What on Earth is Happening, 800-313-9443. Once again, toll-free, 800-313-9443. Let's go to two good, close, personal friends of mine, Tim and Kelly in Philadelphia. Tim was one of the uh, main organizers of the uh, second Free Your Mind conference, and uh, his wife, Kelly, is on the line with him as well. Uh, Tim and Kelly, are you with us? Hey, Mark. How are you? Doing well. How are you doing, Kelly? I'm all right. Um, Tim's right behind me. He's just putting one of the babies to bed. No Um, worries. So, so what I wanted to, to address, and this is specifically to all your um, female listeners out there, all the ladies out there, sure. um, and, and to all the men who have sisters and daughters and, and, you know, any female that's close to them, that, you know, there's a cycle of neo-feminism that's also the destruction of family that, that I have experienced and I, I feel I have pulled away from. And I just want to, you know, go over, like, this cycle that... Um, I've seen myself go through, I've seen other women go through, but also I, I, I have solutions for that as well. Sure, and go right ahead. So, you know, the first cycle is, you know, from the moment of birth, um, if a woman is giving birth in a hospital, her baby's traumatized. And, you know, she's, she's, she's splashed with, you know, I'm talking about the babies, the baby's a girl. She's splashed, you know, with, with stinging erythromycin in the eyes, which can cause blindness. Then, then they want to inject her with a poisonous vaccine within hours of her birth. Then they want to shove tubes and other objects up her nose and down her throat. And then, finally, they separate mother and child. And then when the baby is about six, seven, eight years old, she's introduced to princess programming, where she's the damsel in distress that always needs saving. There's the promotion of sex. Pink is everywhere. Barbie. Disney right. films. And specifically about those Disney films, the mother of those princesses in those films always is absent, usually dead. And then she's raised by the evil stepmother. So there you have that, um, you have that aspect of, of the destruction of the sacred feminine. And then, you know, fast forward well, 10 years. Well, Kelly, what that is, that's them <laughs> telling you exactly what they're doing. Yep. That's, that's one of them wave hello to you. Continue. Uh, thanks, Jay. Um, and then, you know, fast forward like 10 years later, and you have women going to college. And I used to work at a university before I had my children. And you know, the one thing about what they're pushing right now, and it's specifically at the university I worked at, is STEM education. STEM stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Mathematics. And they're pushing this all over the board. But specifically, they're pushing it to women and STEM is really left brain and what I see when these these students that have STEM education come out they usually go work for the military industrial complex and the medical mafia and now they want women to go into those fields sure and then after college you know get a job 
get a job, ladies. Get taxed like the like your male counterparts. You're still going to make less. So there's that other, you know, it could be false to be, if you will. And then you meet your Prince Charming and you have your dream wedding where you're acting out your princess programming. But and it then, doesn't end. Then, then have the child put them into the same system and wash, rinse, and repeat and do the same cycle all over again. Exactly. You know? Yep. And, and after that wedding, it, it doesn't end there. you got to go and get a marriage license so that you can have menage a trois with the government. So right. there's that, that destruction of family and that destruction of a sacred union between man and woman. And then, like you said, the, the process is repeated because then that woman wants to have a child and she's going to go to the hospital so her child can be traumatized like she was and then she's going to be traumatized like her mother was where she's treated like a sick patient and she's confined to a bed and strapped to monitors and she can't move and then she's told to lie on her back to give birth but it's the doctor who delivered the baby not her ladies you delivered your baby and then oh and then don't forget oh there's maternity leave then which you know you hear that you hear the uh, question when are you coming back now, I wasn't asked that, you know, when I left. Uh, they knew I was leaving. They're, so I, I didn't have it. But I know a lot of women are asked, when are you coming back? Not, are you coming back? And then, you know, under the Family Medical Leave Act, you get, in, in the United States, you get up to 12 weeks of, of maternity leave where it's considered, you know, you're considered sick. Okay, you're not sick when you're given birth, okay? And, it's, you know, it's considered a disability. Right. And you can enter, and then you, you're entered into that false debate about, oh, look at countries like Sweden where their mothers get up to a year of maternity leave, and it's paid. Well, why, why, are, you, why are you working anyway? You know, and like you said, Mark, then, then the process is repeated, and you send the baby to daycare, and the baby turns five, and then you send them to the indoctrination stations. Right. The process uh, part, part of the whole process of... Uh, driving women in the workforce was to just cut off the feminine nurturing from the child. And uh, the other part of it is, you know, uh, you could double the tax base and also basically create more internal competition within the workforce. And that drives down wage prices and combine that with inflation. And, you know, you have the dollar's value going down and uh, you have, uh, you know, competition over wages going up. And, you know, basically that's making a, that's destroying the middle class. That, that combined attack is destroying the middle class. And, you know, it's, uh, it's leading to the type of depression, the f- type of financial depression that we're in that's just demoralizing people all the more. They understood these forces. These forces are all actuaried out. You know, when they went into this whole agenda, they knew what they were doing. This is a deliberate, constructed methodology, and uh, it's a grand stress uh, strategy, a chess strategy. And most people just aren't psychologically sophisticated enough to understand the chess strategy that's been played against them. How sophisticated of a maneuver this whole neo-feminism program is. It's, uh, it requires study. It requires reading. Uh, it requires, uh, especially on a lot of the, the part of a lot of the females who have bought into this ideology, it requires, you know, the ability of them to, you know, look introspectively inward at themselves and ask some of the tough questions about why they bought this type of an, into this type of an agenda 
and couldn't see that it was an anti-life agenda uh, in general. It wasn't about evening the playing field between men and women. It's about destroying society and ultimately destroying life in the long term. But there, and, and I feel though there are solutions, and I just want, and I do want to share them, you know, specifically for the ladies of your audience. Sure, go ahead. Don't give birth in a hospital. First of all, do a home birth. Um, as you know, Mark and, and um, you know Tim and I attempted a home birth with with our right. children. Yes. Unfortunately, you know that didn't work out. Um, but and there's a war in midwifery, and and you know if you look at the statistics, home birth is so much safer than a hospital birth. The United States is you know supposed to be this industrialized first world nation and it has one of the highest maternal and neonatal uh, death rates sure. and then number two stay at home love nurture and educate your children take them out of daycare take them out of this indoctrination station and number three stop living beyond your means and that's going to help you stay home because if people are you know in a two parent household and they're both working you know, find a way for for that for the father to work and the mother to stay home. That is her job. That's the most important job she can do. It's the most important job that I've ever done in my life, and it's also the most rewarding. I can never imagine going back to work. Maybe, maybe, maybe when my children are out of the house. But now, I, I, I can't fathom that idea. I cannot. So people just have to stop living beyond their means. You know, don't get, don't buy the fancy cars. Maybe you only need one car. Um, you know, down, downgrade the size of your house, like stuff like that. Stop living beyond your means. What is more important? I mean, that that's what uh, you know. A lot of people want to do. They want all these creature comforts, and you know, they want to do that uh, when really they're they're not. Uh, you know, making the kind of money that is conducive to that lifestyle. Then they go into debt. You know, and then they're willing to do basically anything to keep a job to, you know, pay off their loans that they have or pay off the debt or the expensive house or the expensive car, the mortgage, et cetera, the car payments. And they let that determine their actions, you know. They, they look at that as, well, I have to do this to maintain this lifestyle that I've, you know, decided I need to be living. And, you know, then, uh, you know, the control over their actions follows that because they'll do anything to maintain that lifestyle. Well, can I add something? Sure. The uh, satanic uh, mind control that was, uh, you know, conspicuous consumption and uh, materialism in the West uh, is right now because of the Internet and the reality that things do not fill the hole in your soul. uh, I think materialism for a lot of uh, people is getting its ass kicked. Well, what do you think? I mean, I, I certainly think that there's a small percentage of people that realize that this certainly isn't the path to happiness, and they're uh, starting to turn away from it. I think societally we're a long way from that happening, from that worm turning, but uh, I think it can happen. Um, I think there needs to be more of a spiritual renaissance happening within people and understand that they have to get out of this me, me, me mentality. I think part of the first thing regarding that is to understand that the whole selfish lifestyle ideology is Satanism. If people don't understand that and don't understand that largely the people of the world are living in a Satanic culture already because they are 
in the aggregate, the, the people are already living in a satanic mindset. Most people don't understand that. They don't understand that because they don't know what Satanism is. They don't understand sa Satanism is essentially egoism. It's me, me, me-ism. Let's call it that. If you understand that that's what the ideology is that is completely allowing the world to be manipulated and controlled, and that is no different than what these people in these you know, uh, dark uh, secret orders and secret societies refer to as Satanism, uh, if they even ever refer to it as that. Again, some Satanists don't even call their belief system or their religion Satanism. They just call it the old religion. You know, they call it, you know, the religion of the ego or the religion of the self. You know, they don't, they just use Satan as an archetypal figure. You know, some of them could believe in demons and entities. I'm not discounting that that happens within the realm of the occult. It does. Some of them believe that they call on forces and powers, etc. But I'm telling you the overarching religion that they have to keep people in the mindset, in the ideology of, is egoism. Is seeing the self as the most important thing above all else, regardless of what's right or wrong. And, you know, my work is all about the importance of the self and understanding the nature of the self. You know, what the true self really is, the authentic self. Um, but that doesn't mean it's worship of the self or putting the self on a pedestal or seeing the self as the highest power in the universe. It's seeing the individuated aspect of the self and as being something that is connected with the higher self, that we have to make that bridge of connection in consciousness and understand we are part of something larger. And there are, you know, uh, higher powers that ultimately have, you know, set up boundary conditions in this world that govern our behaviors. And that's what natural law is. And man didn't make those laws, you know. Uh, you know, it's this is all part of a wider understanding that has to open up for people to get out of the you know, totally egocentric service to self mindset that they're in. Once we start transcending that mindset, it becomes easier and easier to see how we've been fooled and the agendas that have played a big role in this whole, in the uh, orchestration of the creation of this whole worldwide control system. So I think what you're saying, Kelly, is some good solutions in that, you know, we separate from the existing immoral. Uh, system as much as is within our power to do so. At the same time, if we morally raise our children the right way by taking the time that needs to be invested in the minds of our youth and homeschool them and take them out of the government indoctrination camps, that's got to be a gigantic plus toward putting their mind on the right path at a young age during their formative years. Well, I, I just hope that you know some people will take that into account and, and really, you know, sit with their partner at home and, and really talk about it. Um, you know, it, I mean, our, our boy is only 11 months old right now, but right. I'm already talking about what we're going to do. So Sure. You have that, to start. You have to plan it, plan it early. It's a, a good, good frame of mind to be in for sure. That, that's all I wanted to say, but Tim, Tim has a few words. Absolutely. Hey, what's up, Martin? Jay. Hey Tim, how you yeah, doing? So yeah, I just want to um, mention about this feministic, uh, neo-feministic agenda that you know it's not only an attack on the woman, but it's attack on the male. Sure. Uh, it's attack. It's 
it's the agenda to feminize the male. So the feminist agenda is to feminize the male and, you know, masculinize the women. Right. Um, I just wanted to mention some things about that. Um, you know, uh, so in America and in the westernized world, fertility rates has been dropping, and our fertility rates are below the replacement rates um, now, which means that um, our population can't sustain itself on the base on the current fertility rate. That's right. The population is going to continue to decline um, based on the rates now. So everybody worried about overpopulation and all that. It's really a falsehood. Um, and also the ethnic groups who uh, moved here from other nations, they had higher uh, fertility rates until they moved here. And then once they came here, their fertility rate continued to drop. Um, they're a little bit higher than the Caucasian people, but, you know, over time that it continues to drop. And um, nowadays we're hitting record lows with our fertility rates. And it's the, uh, um, in 2012, I got a, um, something here that says, uh, in 2012 fertility rates hit record lows, like in the fifth year in a row that U.S. birth rates have declined. So we're in this continuous decline. Um, which leads me to... Um, what I like to cover a lot of um, what I want to focus on because, you know, I need to protect myself and my family. Um, you know, I cover a lot of the uh, biowarfare uh, chemicals and things that are used for eugenics against the people as population control. So um, what really um, uh, comes down to this is what is called endocrine disruptors and uh, also known as hormone mimickers or xenoestrogens. And what I um, refer to them as simple uh, as gender benders, um, because they're basically um, feminizing men and masculinizing women, so they're bending right. each gender towards each other in an androgynous way, where each person, the woman, isn't really a woman anymore, and the man isn't really a man. Right. Um. So, uh, so these endocrine disruptors, they're things like. Um, Plastics and they're found in pesticides and uh, chlorinated products, heavy metals, uh, laundry detergents and antibacterial soaps and shampoos, cosmetics and liners in your can food cans and even uh, uh, pharmaceuticals like Prozac and birth control pills and uh, even soy, like baby formulas, soy-based formulas and um, flame retardants, which they use in baby clothing. Um, even, uh, they spray pesticides for mosquito control and these are used so mosquitoes can't reproduce. Um, so all these things are, uh, affecting people's, <clears throat> their hormones in certain ways to where the men, uh, are basically making men, you know, emasculating men, feminizing them. Um, so there's a, um, uh, there's a story in the, uh, a woman who I found her story, her name is Vicki Blazer. And, um, Tim, Tim, hold on. I'll let you continue on the other side of this break. Ladies and gentlemen, stay with us. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. We don't need no education. We 
Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on RBN. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. Taking your calls for the duration of the show, the toll-free number to join us, 800-313-9443. We were talking to Tim in Philadelphia. Tim, you were talking about estrogen mimickers that are put into foods. Uh, You termed these gender benders because of how they kind of uh, blur the distinction between the sexes and kind of try to, you know, uh, uh, feminize men and uh, and masculinize women. And in so doing, they're kind of uh, creating the beginnings of sort of an androgynous society. And that's why it's part of the agenda to put this into foods, because if that goes into people's systems, it's going to, uh, you know, totally break down the classical gender roles, and that's going to break down strong men, which have traditionally acted as the protectors of uh, the the society, and therefore the state can come in and basically rule unchallenged, because there's not going to be any strong men in society anymore. Yeah. Tim, are you still with us? Yeah, go ahead. Yes, I'm here. Um, because these these gender benders, you know, nowadays, um, you know, I really don't have any uh, problems or hate for any people who are gay or any of their choices like that. Of but just more nowadays, I just see more and more people who kind of look at them, and you're conf- you're not even sure whether they're a male or a female because nowadays it's like more and more people they either, you know, these it's you know, it's just hard to tell. It's blurring the lines, and so well, I, I see this myself out in society, and it's not, it's not saying treat these people with any kind of uh, you know discrimination or anything like that. It's just a commentary on that this is being done in society, and it's being done for a specific purpose, a specific reason. You know, it's not saying that these are bad individuals because they, you know, they they're, they've undergone this process. It's saying that uh, this process is part of the agenda to weaken our species in general so that we cannot counter the tyranny that we're under. And this is part of just uh, not only mental liberation from slavery, but when necessary, physical, uh, forceful rebellion, you know, which is what they don't want. They don't want that to be a possibility, you know, and Part of what I'm going to talk about coming up is this fear of rebellion, this fear of revolution, you know? It's it's a big mental block. Uh, you know, part of the topics I'm going to be covering uh, coming up is I, I am going to go through uh, gun ownership and the, the whole dichotomy between force and violence again because I think it's so important to ingrain in people and help them to understand the self-defense principle. So, you know, starting that, I think right here on the air next week, I'm going to give my Second Amendment presentation live on the air, you know, in an extended format. Um, and, you know, I said we're going to be covering the occult history of Nazism, you know, and the occult roots of Nazism as a religion, the dark occult roots. 
and then go back into some solutions about how to, you know, work your way into people's influence through, you know, uh, the exploitation of certain familial dynamics and social dynamics that many people aren't even aware of. Uh, I'm going to try to make a point of that uh, as kind of a new solution, so to speak, of how we can get out there and reach more people. But, um, you know, uh, this whole idea of uh, not being able to um, physically wage any kind of acts of resistance, they want society. The controllers want society there. They don't want strong men capable of rebellion in society. They especially don't want strong independently thinking awakened men in society and what they're using women in this neo-feminism agenda to do is keep men in a, a vulnerable state keep them in a dependent state keep them attached to the state because the women are so attached to the state and the men they know that the men will generally follow the women's lead when it comes to what's going on culturally what's going on societally i mean hitler said this he said, if you want the minds of the children, you have to get the minds of the women. Because where the women go, the children and the men follow. You know? They have been the traditional nurturers of society. Those who have ingrained, you know, moral fiber in the young. Destroys a night, night divides a day. Try to run, try to hide. Break on through to the other side. Break on through to the other side. Break on through to the other side, yeah. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on Republic Broadcasting. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. I want to thank Tim and Kelly for their call in the previous segments. Really great job and good insights that they brought up. Let's uh, let's hear from a couple other callers and uh, let's hear from Robert in California. Robert, you're live on what on earth is happening. Welcome. Uh, we lost Robert. Okay, we lost there's Robert. A, there's so a fresh preprint. Jose in Puerto Rico is up next. Okay, no worries. Let's hear from Jose in Puerto Rico. Jose, you're live on What on Earth is Happening. Welcome. Jose, are you with us? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, I can. There you are. Ah, how are you, Mark? Doing well. Yourself? Ah, man, I've been... How can I say this? I've been waking up on a lot of things, man. I basically have um, the same type of research you have. I've been doing this for many, many, many years, man. I've been awakened, but I'm, I'm so glad to see more people coming out. So yes. happy, man. I wanted to tell you about some things that not many people are aware of. Okay, go uh, ahead. Specifically Puerto Rico. Um, this is a place, because I'm aware, and, I, and I've been around um, a few Freemasons. I got Freemasons friends. I'm also around a culture where... They practice Santeria over here. It is, it is African witchcraft. So I put the pieces of the puzzles together, and there's a large influence of Illuminati over here, brother. A large influence. The harp facility, they use Arecibo. 
they came to us every single day. It's, you know, I, I know what's coming. Helicopters are passing over. You know, Puerto Rico was basically the place where they experimented on first. Uh, and they used all these experiments once they realized that the music, the brainwashing, uh, once they realized that they that it worked, they passed it on to the United States. Over here in the island, it's basically all brainwashing. The gang music, uh, the gang violence, everything is totally, oh man, this is basically Illuminati Central with the GMOs as well, the beers, coarse light, all the things that they put in it. There's a lot of things people are not aware of. And I wanted to mention one thing that I figured out. Sure. Uh, I'm not going to, for the sake of my own safety, I'm not going to mention names, but I've been to the uh, Freemasonic temples. And I have quite a large variety of acquaintances who are inside the Freemasonry. And one of them told me that there is a big satellite out in space staring at each and every one of us. They know what we're doing. They know everything. I mean, their surveillance technologies are, uh, you know, advanced enough that, you know, they could be, they have the kind of resolution that they could see you know, they could read uh, the date off of a coin from space. So, of course, they could surveil everything that people are doing from space, you know. And that's part of the whole agenda is to get people thinking, well, we're constantly being watched, so we better watch what we do and not do anything against the state. It seems all-powerful, but I think it's like it's a fear tactic to try to keep people from r real right action. And... Um, you know, uh, people say, well, aren't you worried about them listening or, you know, videotaping you or trying to, in, you know, somehow entrap you or I really don't care what people hear that I say. I mean, I, I don't try to encrypt any data coming in or out of, you know, my personal computer because all anybody can do if they listen to what I'm saying is learn about what's really going on in the world. What, what, you know, the harm that I'm doing is in telling people the truth, I guess, you know, in their eyes. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm just, I, I don't concern myself with, uh, you know, they're, what they're doing and the, you know, the type of propaganda and fear that they're trying to put out there. I just say, I'm going to stay steadfast and keep speaking the truth no matter what happens. And uh, once you're in that kind of a mindset, in, in that kind of a mentality, I feel you uh, create a level of protection around yourself from the universe itself, from creation itself, when you stand in the power of truth and under the power of natural law, as long, exactly. long as you know you're doing the right thing, that's what you have to keep doing. Oh, and that's what I've been doing. I I have a couple of bloggers that I've been uh, spreading information on, that, and I came up on your um, information. And I'm like, oh, here's another guy that knows a lot of what I know. Um, I originally... Uh, came upon uh, the work of Roger Kent. Mm -hmm. uh, he speaks about divine law, um, and he won't, he went through all this detail about contracts. Uh, he, he has a similar uh, work that you did. Uh, only he goes deeper into contracts. 
I went more deeper into the psychological level. Right. I studied many things of psychology. I also noticed the rise of narcissism uh, in in the United States. If you go to Tumblr, you will notice all these teenagers that they're basically narcissists. How oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I, it's a big, it's a big part of it is getting people on this, into this totally egotistic. My needs are the only needs that I concern myself with during the course of any given day mindset, which is Satanism. People don't understand if you're in that mindset, you are already a Satanist, whether you understand it or not, whether you don't need to acknowledge that you're a Satanist. You know, that's what people will say. Well, you're saying that other people are a Satanist when they themselves will not admit that they're Satanists. Yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm telling people who will never say the phrase, I am a Satanist, that in fact they are Satanists, whether they know it or not. You're a Satanist based on your actions. Okay, your actions, if your actions are Satanic, by definition, you're a practicing Satanist. And I'm telling people what the main core ideological principle of Satanism is, is only focus on the self and don't care about what's going on with anybody else. If that is your mindset, you already are a Satanist, whether you understand that or not, it's the case. And by that very definition, we are living in a Satanic culture because that's how most people behave. That's how most people think and act. And so we're living in a Satanic society already. The goal is to get out of the satanic mindset so we can break down the satanic society, which is a society based on violence and slavery. And that's correct, man. And that's what I've been seeing in all these um, uh, social networks. Uh, I've been observing people. Uh, I recently got came upon this information, and I'm not sure if you're aware of this. Mm-hmm. Are you aware exactly as what these people worship? I mean, in in my estimation, what they worship is uh, the ego itself. It's uh, you could call it the archonic force, the force that wants to destroy life, the force that wants to have slavery, the force that never wants to admit to being wrong, the force that wants to be God and rule in a prison. You know, if that's what it takes to be God here, um, that's the force that they quote unquote worship. Or I would just say they place that on a pedestal as something to be respected and aspired to. I wouldn't even really, I personally wouldn't use the term worship when it comes to what the adherence to the old religion or to the religion of Satanism or dark Luciferian, Luciferianism believe in. Um, to me, or at least in the circles that I was involved with, there wasn't really so much of a concept as worship as there was, these are the characteristics we wish to enshrine and propagate. And if you want to call that what they worship, I mean, you know, that that's fine. You could say, hey, they worship the ego, but it's kind of a little bit of a misnomer because it's not like there's, you know, rituals to that and saying, oh, this is what we must worship and acknowledge as our God. But, you know, to a Satanist, to, to the type of Satanist I'm referring to, the ego is the God. The ego is God, you know, and it's unchallenged and it can never be wrong. And it's the thing that all my identity comes from and it's where my personal worth grows out of. And it's all about getting more, 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 more. And it's all about me, me, me at the expense of everybody and everything else, including freedom and, and right. And what is right? You know, that doesn't enter into the picture to a Satanist. That's the mindset I used to be in, in my youth, you know, it took me the better part of a couple of decades to crawl out of that the morass of that type of a low 
frequency, low vibrational mindset and get my head back together and reclaim my soul, you know? And I'm telling you that comparatively, my case of the ego was a mild case compared to where other people, how deeply entrenched in it other people are. And I'm not talking about these elitists. I'm talking about your average Joe and Jane out on the street, you know? They're entrenched in it a hundred times, a thousand times deeper than I ever was. And yet they know, don't know the first thing about this religion. Yet they're ensnared by it deeper than I ever was. And I can honestly say that, that I see that out there. Um, so we need to develop a better un understanding of what this ideology is ultimately really about, not what the Hollywood depictions of it are. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that things like as you might see depicted in Hollywood uh, don't go on because, uh, you know, I mean, the man sitting in the room with me right now can tell you all about some of those things and has. He has laid oh, it out there on the table. That's the other thing. That's called predetermined programming. Are you aware of that, too? Sure. Jay, I'm going to oh. let you chime in on this uh, since we're talking about Satanism and the dark occult. And, you know, uh, uh, the gentleman's original question was, you know, what do these people worship? You know, in my experience, the ego was the central focus, po focal point of this religion. Uh, you've uh, come from a different dark occult background from generational Satanism and the type of satanic ritual abuse that they use and put on put their children through. So I'll let you uh, speak to that from your area of involvement with the dark occult. Well, I just want to say first off, thanks for a uh, great call. And uh, Puerto Rico has gone through just a huge amount of black bag stuff. Just unbelievable stuff. Uh, and to be an aware person uh, living there must be a trip. Oh, yeah. That, that's one of the things that I see the whole uh, society... Um, I've been awakened for many, many years. I just couldn't understand why people treated um, themselves this way. But the one thing that uh, that I wanted to point out to Mark, that I figured out um, what number seven is. And number seven is out in space. Literally out in space. If you looked at vector symbolism, you will notice that all those symbolisms resemble either a V-shape or a pyramid-type shape or the Nike shape. That's one example. And the NASA logo, it has the V-shape as well. What exactly are these people worshipping? Well, and many, many researchers have uh, considered that that is Saturnian symbolism because... The concept of Saturn as a god in ancient in the ancient religions is one of uh, disciplinarian and uh, control uh, center, you know, base vibratory energy and control, control-based consciousness, and that's what these people identify with, and so they kind of chose that as an archetypal symbol and use it a lot in their in their symbolism uh, to basically direct people and you know influence them through archetypes. Yeah, that's that's one of, that's part part of it. That's part of it. But there's actually a physical object out in space, literally that looks like a wishbone. Uh, it was photographed off the astronaut's uh, helmet. It actually shows, and it shows in other um, types of photographs. 
and in Mexico to 2002, it was seen in the, in the sky, twirling around that same V-shaped object. If you also look at the movie Stargate, the, the pyramid shape in the eye is actually that. That's seven. And there's actually a few songs that, are, that talk about seven. And it's kind of resembling a little bit. It goes towards Lilith. And that's where neo, the neo-feminism comes in, in the narc- in narcissism. Oh, man, it just goes way deeper, brother. <laughs> if you only knew the things that I knew as well. I witnessed so many things as UFOs over here as well. A, lo- a large part of the population is so controlled. I don't even know how to begin over here. You know, I'm basically cornered and imprisoned in a in a lab maze. I, I think one of the best things to do is uh, try to reach out to others, maybe through something like Meetup or something like that, or other social media, uh, and try to get something going locally in your area, like maybe a documentary night, a Meetup group, a discussion group of some kind. Uh, when you create some kind of a community, I think that's where you can. Uh, kind of really um, dynamically uh, play off of each other's energy and, and build that, and that kind of builds confidence in, for people to speak the truth as well when they meet with a support group of some kind. That's really what we're talking about, is uh, you know supporting each other in the hard times that we're in to try to expose the truth and get this information out there to the general public so that it becomes widely known. And we could start putting, uh, making headway and making progress and turning this thing around. So, Jose, I definitely sympathize with you, uh, you know, being uh, out in Puerto Rico and being around a lot of that negative energy. But I guess, you know, you're intended to be one of the lights to try to, you know, start something and get something going in that area. You know, the idea here is don't wait for orders from headquarters. Just get out there and do it. Uh, do the best you can and do what you can. And uh, I want to thank you for that well, call. Yeah, Jay. Well, can I just say, uh, yeah. you know, as far as waking people up, uh, start always with health issues and things pertaining to what you eat and stuff like that to open their minds to uh, the fact they need to learn more. And Absolutely. then you can go from there. That's great advice. Uh, I'm going to move on to another caller. Jose, thanks so much for the call. Uh, Robert from Canada. Uh, we lost him before. He called back in. Let's see if he's here now. Robert, are you with us? California. Hey, Mark. Robert from California. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. Yes. How are you Great doing? Show. Great show. Um, Great. Thank you. Yeah, I wanted to um, um, make make a couple of comments about um, last week's show, which was great. Um, sure. Um, yeah, I mean... Um, no, there's a, there's a couple of, there's a book and this paper that I found about, um, online, you could probably search it, called, um, Gender and Sexuality in Nazi Germany. And, um, this other one's by Milton Meyer, it's called They Thought They Were Free. That's really excellent. Um, and Great. So we're coming up to a break. <laughs> Folks, hang on. I'll, I'll hold you over to, to the next segment. Welcome back, everyone. Final segment for this edition of What on Earth is Happening. 
we were talking to Robert in California, and Robert, you were talking about a couple of books that you recommended for people to check out. Uh, they thought they were free. Yeah, which is by Milton Meyer. There's a PDF online, but the other one's okay. just a, a very short um, paper. It's only three or four pages. And what was that um, one called? Um, gender and sexuality in Nazi Germany, okay. and it um, really spells out um, what you um, what you were saying about um, the destruction of the sacred masculine and the sacred sacred feminine right. to, to bring in a police state and, and it, it really started happening like in Weimar in the Weimar Republic back in the 20s sure. almost like analogous to the 60s here where you had like you know the destruction of, of morals the destruction of the family um, single motherhood became like a badge of honor you know it was actually the first time in world history that single motherhood was not only was there no stigma it was actually encouraged uh, encouraged and also well, they were using women as breeding mares basically to yeah. create more you know completely compliant youth that they could use as cannon fodder right more all um the order followers you yep. know factory and um not only that um but um yeah men were um the value of men was that they're just to be sacrificed, you know, to be masculine was to just to be a sacrifice, which is what yeah, we're... Their, their uh, only value it, lay in what they could do to keep the state alive and propagating, propagated, you know, yeah. that's it. Yeah, and you had welfare for single mothers, which kind of encourages it, and their marriage to the state, like you were talking about, so that... Right. So it's, it's kind of been borne out by history, you know, if we just look back. Um, and I like what you were saying um, last week about the MRA movement, because I checked it yes. out, and I agree with you. It's just a reaction. It's just something to join, and it just exacerbates the whole thing. It, no, uh, I'm, I'm not saying that there aren't accurate analyses that are within oh, yeah. some of that, because there are. Um, however, it becomes reactionary when it simply tries to postulate that this is just human nature, and it does not take into account very specifically outlined publicly acknowledged strategies of social engineering that have been known about and that have been out there and being employed in society for decades and decades and decades and for somebody to just say oh no this is all just human nature and this is how it is and there's nothing we can really do about it except completely separate from it I think is very divisive and it's not going to lead to anything positive long term I grasp it as an immediate response of a defensive response, you know, and that's kind of what I think it is. It's almost like a biological reflex response, which is why it spiked so big recently. Um, but I think you're going to see a lot of these people wake up to higher levels of understanding as they study it more. This may have been one of their ins to the control system. And uh, because they've been disenfranchised, you might say, in a certain way, a lot of these men... Uh, they're, they're, it's a it's a big learning opportunity to understand mind control. It's a big learning opportunity to understand social engineering in our society, and how this is an example of what I call epigenetics. And uh, we we need to understand it very quickly because I mean there, it's having a big impact throughout the whole Western world. Great call. All the callers were great tonight, as they always are on the show. I want to thanks, thank Jay Parker from SRA today for riding shotgun on this edition. That's all the time we have for this edition of What on Earth is Happening, folks. Remember, there's only two mistakes that one can make on the path to truth. Not starting and not going all the way. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you right here next week. Good night, everyone. <laughs>